Round three. So we'll have, if you want, we'll have questions or answers or whatever. Sharing, or you want me, I can just go off again too. Like we were just talking, this lovely lady. Of course when we're used to a certain way, any other way will seem to be in conflict with it. This is like, I'm not drafting or conscripting anybody. This is a simple invitation because I'm a tribe member to the, my other tribe members. If you find it's interesting and helps you travel a little lighter, far out, go for it. It's not meant to conflict or it's not different than AA. Everything I'm sharing is rooted in the principles that are our, our foundation in the program. I may just take it a little bit different and maybe a little bit farther, but that's what we're meant to do. We're supposed to add on to it. That's what it says in our book. The people in AA only had four years sobriety when they wrote the book. We have people here in this room with 35 and stuff. Yeah, this, it's, it's meant to be a growing organic program. The principles are sound and they're the same, but they can be interpreted or commented on in a certain other way that makes it more understandable, yes? To get it, yes, yeah. Well, once again, her question is how not to judge the observer. Well, the easiest way for me is, is when you realize you're not the one that's judging it and nor are you the observer. Then you'll lose interest in its observations and you'll lose interest in the judgments about them. Hmm? See? Self goes like this. There's an aspect of self that it will call the observer, and now it thinks it's you looking at self. So you've captured self. It's the observer that's driving me crazy, and it's the judgment about it, but that's self. The one who's pointing out the observing is the selfing. You're not that either. Whatever appears to be you, you're not. Whatever appears that's talking to you in your head as you is not, you'll lose interest in it. If it's not about you, you're going to lose interest in it. This whole place is you're interested solely about something that's about you, basically. So we're going to say the center of all that interest maybe is not you. What will happen? Your interest and attention will leave that object of mind, self, and where will it go? I don't know. You'll find out. Maybe life or the spirit will distribute your attention and interest. Instead of it being constantly on the idea of being you, maybe it will go other places. Yeah. Yes. I do, but the thing is, 
the one that rushes is isn't you either. I know it's a habit of mind. It's a habit of mind for sure. Yeah, 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 yeah. See, the realization occurs, but then what claims the realization causes it to go or not go. Yes. See? If you believe you're a self, then your nature is going to be viewed as an object to it. Yeah? So you are going to try to know your nature. Yes? So here's you. The, the idea of being a self is taking itself to be the subject, yes? I'm Paul, and now Paul as a subject wants to know the object called God. I, Paul, am going to know God. This is recognizing you're not the subject, that's God. <laughs> Ding! When the special somewhere, which is causing everywhere not to be sensed right now, yeah? Everywhere is everywhere, but not to a special somewhere. So a special somewhere is feeling you're a self. Yeah? That makes you a special somewhere. This causes you not to sense the everywhere. So you're trying to have an experience of the everywhere, but as a special somewhere. So you're out here acquiring spiritual experiences but they can't make you spiritual because you are spirit. Yes? So the spiritual experiences come and go, but the spirit that you are doesn't come and go. It's like this. If today, did you go to a cafe and did you hear anyone talking about gravity? Like, oh man, gravity was really heavy on my shoulder today. Yeah? What about you? It looks like your left is a little low. Gravity. No. No one's talking about gravity at all. No one's even aware of gravity, yet it's affecting this body all day. Yeah? It's like, let's say I was born and someone put a hand on my shoulder, and it's been there ever since. I wouldn't know it was there, because it's always been there. I would know it when it was lifted. Yeah? So you will know, really, the problem of self when there's this experience of not being that, because it will lift and by its lifting, you'll know it. You'll see it, and what you see it as, not you. It's pretty damn cool. Hmm? I know, so then the head goes, oh, that's me. So this, but the point is, I know, that's what the mind likes to do, but if you see it do it like seven times, you've seen the principle, you are never gonna, there's no authentic self. No, 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 no. That, that I know is not it. Yes. It still persists, but I see it as not me. You're seeing it at one point as you. That's the dilemma. Yeah. We'll get to that tomorrow. More, tomorrow, much better, yeah. We'll have an advanced class tomorrow. What she's saying, in a sense, is there's, an, there's a sense the, the mind will always keep claiming to be you by going, oh, that, I just did that. Let's say, I'll use this example. You, have an, you know, ever hear an, an, an epiphany? You ever hear, you know, the word epiphany? It's like a, an event where, like, you're, like, 
linear story gets broken by a grace, let's say, yeah? None of us who's ever had an epiphany, did you make reservations for an epiphany? Did you call ahead and say, get me that hotel room and candles and Kenny G music pumped in and, you know? No, it just interrupts your little selfing and then there's a period of time where you're living unadorned as self, yeah? Oh, it's pretty cool. But what happens usually is there'll be a thought at one, some point, usually when the epiphany seems to end. <laughs> and the thought is, I just had this incredible epiphany. Yes? That's the rising of selfing, claiming an event it had nothing to do with. That's what it's doing all day. I know what you're talking about, but it wouldn't go here now. Yes, yeah, we'll talk it tomorrow. Because I can't go, it's too many, yeah. They'll, they'll be lost at the third eye, yeah? So, so in this sense, this idea of claiming is what, it's like a, it keeps arising no matter what state is witnessed or observed, there's a void or a sense that there's someone observing it. She's feeling that that keeps happening. But that doesn't, it doesn't matter if it keeps happening as long as it's not seen as you. Yeah? That's the freedom. So, any other, next question. Because that's getting way, yeah, it'll be a little too much maybe, yeah. Roger. Roger, you've been sitting there thinking quite a lot. I don't, the thing, for me, the, the mind is not a real thing, but it's an activity. It's a verb. Yes? It's a process. What, my view of it is there's a mental process that's producing a product. The product is a self. When what you are or what's seeing that believes that presentation is it, the A drops off and that's the act of self, yeah? But it's a verb, there's no thing in any of it. And you're not a thing, there's no thing here at all in my view, everything is a verb, there's no nouns. There's no, there's no solid separate entity. All there is is being, all there is is living, all there is is energy, yes, blah, 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 blah. So we're all, a Disappearance is a figment, let's say, of energy, in a way. Yeah. My feeling is mind, or let's say, the aspect of mind not in selfing has the ability to reflect, yes? It's almost like a, a, it's, it's a, it's like a mirror they used to put it on. It's a mirror, and its ability is to reflect. Right now, that mirror is being drawn into reflecting selfing, yeah? So the mind that can reflect is reflecting selfing, and selfing's idea is that's what the mind is, self. So the mind has become identified as the self, and it's trapped in this process 
called being a self when it isn't a self, yes? It can reflect whatever it seems to be pointed at. So if it would turn to spirit, if you want to call spirit as any location, it doesn't have to turn, but I'm using words, yeah? But if that mind would turn away from selfing and turn and reflect spirit, that would be the peace of mind we were talking about. That would be the act of comprehending serenity and knowing peace, is when mind disengages from reflecting selfing and reflects its own nature. That's called enjoying peace of mind. Mind is peace, but you can't enjoy it as a self, yeah? When mind is identified as self, it can't enjoy its own peace because it's taking on the self's qualities, yeah? No, you can't use it, no. The mind doesn't need to achieve peace of mind. The mind, unagitated by the selfing, is peace of mind. Right now, the mind is agitated. Its reflection is muddied because it's identified as a mental process. And it's taken itself to be a body, yes? So it's, now the mind thinks its qualities are body-like. It feels it's vulnerable. It feels like it can be hurt. It cannot get what it wants. It's entertaining separation. It's entertaining, un it's, like, it's like giving John Coltrane, a great jazz player, a theme. You walk in and go, John. And he goes, yeah? He says, here, I want you to riff on this. What's the theme? And this is John's the mind. Separation. What do you think what mind's doing right now? It's riffing on separation. We're living as if separation is real, aren't we? We're living as if we, we cannot have any love when we're the source of love. We're trying to get peace of mind by doing and having when we're actually the source of peace of mind. Yeah? We're riffing or entertaining separation. That same mind that can entertain, it can... We're all miracle workers. Yeah? If you know Christianity, there was a guy named Lazarus, and then he died, and Jesus rose him from the dead. We're doing much greater miracles than that. We're rising anxiety out of nothing. By thinking about what's not happening, we're producing anxiety and, and, and enlivening it in our own bodies. It's a much greater miracle than bringing Lazarus back. At least Lazarus was alive once. We're bringing anxiety out of nothing. You're bringing most of your concerns out of nothing all day. Even the concern about that, what you were sharing, is another fucking mind candy. There's just seeing, seeing. Seeing is all there is. There's no you seeing, and there's no wasing or willing. There's being seeing. It's all a verb. There's no noun. There's no place we enter it, and there's no place you can leave it. You, it's not up to you to choose to know it, and it's not up to you not to know it. It's all there is is that. It's a simple recognition. Once it's recognized, no matter how many times your authentic self appears, there's no recognition of that as you, because you've seen. It's not you seen, there's just seeing. It's the dilemma when the seeing gets compromised by you seeing. I really want to be seeing. I want an advantage. No, that's not seeing, that's looking again. Looking is a form of blindness to the seeing. No matter how good the looking is, it's a way of blinding yourself to naturally seeing. <sighs> you know? 
Yes, yes, yes. No, I didn't say that. I said I lost interest in sharing about it, the nuts and bolts of it, because I've, I like the, uh, and I tried to do it, but I couldn't. I'd always morph into this. I'm just compelled to be, in, I'm involved with this, this sort of idea. Oh, new guys, first of right now, I'm not sponsoring new people because I wouldn't do them justice, tell you the truth. I don't want to supervise someone's life right now. I don't want to be like a truant officer or watching them. I work with people who have a little more time than I've been with for a while, and that's just the way it is, you know? I did a lot of work with people when I was, for a lot of years, but I just don't, I would fail them as a sponsor, a new person because they need to see you a lot, and I'm not gonna be at their meetings probably. They need to go out with you, they need to talk about what's not happening a lot to you and stuff like that, and I just don't have the heart anymore right now. Maybe it will change tomorrow, I don't know, but lately I would tell them I'm not gonna do a good job with you. you know? But I feel like sponsoring, like one of my old sponsors gave me a beautiful, I believe, a beautiful definition of sponsoring, and he says, you know, Sponsoring is a verb. Without sponsoring, there's no sponsor or sponsee. Yes? So sponsoring is constantly going on. Right now, there's sponsoring going on. Tonight, between the break, there'll be someone sponsoring this and that. The ver without the verb of sponsoring, it doesn't matter how many sponsees you have or what a sponsor you are. It's the verb of sponsoring. Yes? So I wouldn't do a good job with certain people, and I recognize that, even though they may want to think, I may do a good job with them, I know better, and I tell them, it's not best for me to work with you. Yeah. What was, what was that? What were we just on there? Oh, yes. Hey. For me? No. I did a lot of meditation and prayer. Like I did a prayer for the first five years every day in the morning, no matter where I was or who I was with, before I did anything. That was a combination of the first three steps. But then one day after five years, I stopped and I never did it again because the state that it was sort of uh, implying became so, yeah? So I'm not, I don't really pray much, but I feel like the state that I feel we're all in is meditated, in a sense. Yeah? So I sit still and do that, but I, wouldn't, I don't like it calling it meditation because the mind has a lot of meaning on names. Yeah? And anything the mind makes important, you better believe it will be involved in it. So, so I sit quietly a lot maybe, but I never call it meditation or anything, and I don't do any like uh, prescribed practices. Yeah, I do breathing exercises. I do a lot for my health because I'm, my body is older, you know? But I don't, uh, there's, not, there's not that old drive of seeking, thinking I'm gonna get somewhere by doing any of it, yeah? So it's sort of like very relaxed. Like I used to see when I meditated, I'd meditate, I did it for like nine years, you know, in a, 
disciplined manner. But I remembered if you missed a day, the mind would play God and say, the day's going to be terrible because you didn't meditate. I never said that when I was two years old, that the day's going to be terrible because I didn't meditate. <laughs> you know what I mean? Where the fuck did that come from? So I'm not, that doesn't interest me, that kind of stuff. But it's, see, the point is, in a way here, there's all different levels, yeah? So let's say some people come in AA, they're on the level of the houses are on fire, and so all you, the best thing you can do for them is show them a pail of water, yes? Then there's other levels, yes? That, okay, you get disciplines and you work hard at trying to get a spiritual condition and maintain it. Then just maybe that you'll entertain that you are a spiritual condition, and maybe that need to do those practices will be dismissed. Yes? Yeah. But it's not, it's, it's important to recognize, well, it's, it's tricky, but if you believe your house is on fire, for me to tell you there's no house and no fire is not going to serve you. You know, I'll tell you where a pail of water is. <laughs> right? So in a sense, you start reading people. You see where they're at and everything. This I have no control over who's coming here. So someone may be a newcomer. At the meetings we do, I have no control of them in San Francisco. I can't have someone at the door saying, oh, how much time, you know, what, <laughs> I can't, you know, check their papers. I have a great confidence in faith and, and mind, I mean, and, and who's meant to hear the message, hears the message. Yeah. Yes. Again. No. Well, I don't believe in forgiveness that much. I believe when you realize, basically, there was no one that ever did anything, that's like an incredible level of forgiveness. And anyway, I'm losing my mind. I, I can't have a resentment. I forget everything fast. Seriously. Really. You, might, you may have really pissed me off an hour ago. I forgot it already. So it's not even... Old. I think old age is the greatest spiritual path, really, as you get older. <laughs> I mean, all these fires go out and all these things that seem to have troubled you so much. Ah, shit, who cares? Yeah? So just wait. It's going to get better no matter what as you get older. So, so no, I don't, I don't have a... Uh, the, uh, the whole thing about the, the ninth step, one of my examples there was I used to live in San Francisco and I, I lived in a place called North Beach, which is a certain neighborhood. And there was a market there, a supermarket called Rossi's. And I used to steal stuff from there to live, you know? I used to have a long jacket and I'd steal some 16 ounce cans of beer and then a steak or something. And every day I'd go in there and steal for months. And I never got caught. And when I got sober, I, you know, I started, got to the ninth step where you do amends and you know, while I was getting to the ninth step, sometimes we had meetings in North Beach. And in, if you've ever been to San Francisco, parking spaces are incredibly valuable because it's a very hard place to park. But if there was a parking space near Rossi's, I wouldn't park there. And I tried to avoid those two blocks or three blocks. And I didn't even want to go to North Beach because when I'd go to North Beach, I'd think about Rossi's market. So one day I decided to go in there and ask for the manager. And they brought me up to this room. 
And I said, the way I was taught to do amends is always mention you're in recovery. So I said, I'm in a program of recovery, and I used to live around here, and I stole a lot of stuff from you, and I had to give you some money. I didn't give up as, half as much as I owed him, but I gave him some money. And I walked out, and the thing was, I've never thought of Rossi's market since. That's what happens with, to me, amends. You just reclaim the space that you've auctioned off by your mind solutions. Your mind solution is to avoid something. When you avoid something, it becomes almost everything to you. You have to, have, you have to pay a security guard to watch it. You've got to store it. You've got to make sure no one sees it. It's so much fucking work. Then it's, once you tell, admit, the, admit it, you know, now I don't believe in sorry, but you, you make a statement that I'm willing to make an amend to my behavior. Um, I, my intention is not to do this to you or anyone again. And then you make that. It clears up that space, which allows you to be conscious of what? The presence. Instead of being used as a storage unit, of old ideas and secrets and resentments, you're opened up so everything can blow through, yes? That's called living, it's a feeling, it's being. It's not wasing and willing, it's being. There's a sense of it when you're really light and empty, yeah? Empty, I don't mean empty of, empty of resentments and empty of a fear packed with anxiety, yeah? It opens you up and you sense what's here which is a presence. You can't, it's undeniable after a while. Yes? Well, that, it matters what you believe a higher power is <laughs> when you ask me that. I, I, you know, I don't call it a higher power. My view is that it's a present tense verb and I'm a present tense verb. I can't see the difference. So. I don't believe in a concept called God, no. No. Uh, we can't end on that note. I could be, I'll be burnt at the stake, the AA stake. Wait a minute, I need another minute. I do believe in God. Jesus, I crossed the line there. He's doing good except for that last question. See, now you can just cut me off. You see, it's perfect. Everything that may you have felt and everything has just been disregarded. He doesn't believe in God. It's not AA. Okay, yeah, you done? Yeah. Are we done? Yes, yeah. We're fine, eh? Yeah, good. Hey, thank you very much for having me. Thanks.